Welcome. Together, we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home, a car payment, and you're struggling to get credit cards under control. Or you may be getting a late start in life on saving for retirement. ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com is a podcast to educate those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Mr. Chuck here. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about numbers, happy numbers. These are the numbers you should know for your personal finances. First article I'm getting information from is eight critical personal finance numbers you need to know by Tanya Redding. You can find a link to my articles in my show notes if you wish to read the whole article. Do you know your financial status? If not, you're not alone. A recent Gallup poll found that only 32% of Americans have a household budget. That means 38% of Americans do not have a budget. No wonder Americans are getting so far behind on credit card debt. Everything we see, everything we're exposed to is borrow more, get a credit card, it's easy, buy what you want, don't pay it back. A recent bank rate survey found that 55% of Americans don't think their financial situation will improve this year, with 44% who think their situation will stay the same, and another 12% saying they think their situation will get worse. Boy, are we a bunch of negative people. That's what happens when you don't pay attention to your numbers. And as I'm going to call them, they're going to be happy numbers. Because the more you know what they are, if you don't know what your numbers are, how do you know if you're improving or not? Well, you don't. So if you know from early on these particular numbers, and you can compare it to later in life, five years down the road, let's say, you're going to know if you're, one, making more money, or two, getting out of debt, or been able to save money. When I was a lot younger, I always thought I was working for the banks, the credit unions, and the credit cards. Because that's all I was doing. I was just trying to pay back debt. I know I did buy a house and I did have expenses that I had to put on credit cards to get started. I had, you know, remodeling to do and all those things. But I didn't have any savings. I couldn't save any money because I was too far behind on debt because I didn't know what my income was. I didn't know what my budget would be. I was just working in the dark like many of you out there. Every journey has a beginning and you must know yours. It's important to accept the things you do know, don't know, or ignore that have impact on your current financial situation. Only then can you build an effective financial plan. 
You can start your journey any place or any time. But more importantly, start now, today. Let's get going. Here are the eight critical personal finance numbers you need to know no matter where you are on your financial journey. Number one, after-tax income. I've talked about that. That's your net income. That's what you deposit in your bank every time you get paid. If you only work in one job, it's an easy number to remember. If you're on salary, you get the pay, same pay every week or every two weeks. It's easy to know. If you're like me and your pay changes because of what you do or don't do, then you have to work at it a little bit. I would like to say if you got a variable income rate, which means it changes from pay to pay, that you go back the last month, maybe two months, the more you do, the better average you're going to have. Add them all up, divide it by four or two or whatever it is, the number of numbers you add it together. So if you want back three pays, add them together, divide by three, that's your average. Go back six pays, add them together, divide by six, that's your average. That's the number that you need to be aware of, your after-tax income. Now, this number is going to change. There are some times of the year I make more and other times of the year I make less, but I'm aware of that. I know that coming into the holidays, I could be making less, so I plan for that. But I know what my after-tax income is going to be every week. And if it's more, I'm happy. If it's less, I'm close, and I've already budgeted for it. Number two, monthly expenses. So we know what's coming in. Now you got to know what's going out. And the only truly know what's going out each month is to build a budget. Now, my simple budget is you just go back the last three or four months Figure out the average on everything that you're paying every month. Your mortgages, your credit card should be easy because your loan payment is the same month to month. Your car loan is the same month to month. Your credit cards are going to go up or down depending on if you are paying them down or if you're spending them up. But for your credit card, use the minimum payment for that dollar amount that we're looking for. There are five major sections to a budget. One, income. Two, fixed expense. And fixed expense are everything that you pay every month, no matter what. All your loan payments, all your credit card payments, utilities, grocery bills, gas for the automobile, those are fixed expense. Variable expenses are things that change from time to time. Stuff that maybe you only pay once a quarter, such as trash pickup if you have a home. Or maybe your water bill is every four months or every three months. Then you have to know what your debt payments. That's all your loans and your credit cards. 
and your balance with the money you have left over after you're done paying income less fixed expense less variable expense less debt payment balance leave some in your checking account transfer the rest to your savings pay yourself first three debt total and for each loan what is your total debt? How much do you owe everybody? How much do you owe on your mortgage? Now, this is the unpaid balance. You don't have to have an exact amount, but you should be in the ballpark. I know I owe $6,003.04 on my mortgage because that's the only loan I got. So it's easy to remember. So you need to know the total amount of debt you have, and you need to know the total payments on all that debt every month. Or how are you going to know if you're making improvements? How are you going to know if you can afford to buy something that you're thinking about buying that costs a lot of money? And then four, savings and savings rate. How much are you saving every month? I going to say most people could answer that as zero. What's the saving rate? If you're saving zero, your saving rate would be zero. Rate of savings at your bank is like a quarter of 1%. If you're lucky, if you go to a high-yield savings account, it might be 15 to 2% if you're lucky. Many people in North Savings altogether preferring to put it off until they're older, make more money, or have less debt. Well, that's a huge mistake, and I can testify to that. Savings for retirement needs to happen in whatever amount and capacity you can manage because the length of time saving is more impactful than the amount saved each month. If you can put $25 a month into your savings account for 30 years, that's going to be better than putting $500 a month into your savings account for two years. Because over time, it's going to grow on its own. And you don't have to earn that money. The money is working for you. In other words, a, a small amount saved monthly for more years will be more impactful than a large amount saved for a few years. With that being said, your total amount of savings and your savings rate are some other crucial personal financial numbers you need to know. Total savings include money and checking account, savings account, as well as retirement accounts and other brokerage accounts. I saw an ad on TV last night for a brokerage account. Charles Schwab now has online where you can start out at five bucks. You can make $5 investment. You can start out small and you can grow it and you can buy slices of stock just like a robo-investor that I've talked about in the past. Now the major brokerage accounts are starting to offer that same service. So look into that, see what information they're giving you and see how helpful they are in training you on how to be an investor. What information are they putting out there? Like, are they telling you, you need to diversify? You need to spread your money around 
different areas. Don't put it all in one place, especially your employer. And savings for retirement is what they talk about next. Five, interest rate for debt and savings. How much interest are you paying on that debt? It's going to be at least 15, 17%, if not 20 to 21% on your debt, especially credit cards. On your mortgage, it should be somewhere around 3% now. If, you, if, it's, if you're paying more than 4%, you definitely should be refinancing. On your car loan, it's going to be, I think, 7, 8, 9%, depending if it's a used car or a new car. A new car, you could have a 0% interest rate. That's great. Let them. So that's your debt. Well, how much is your interest rate on your savings? about a quarter of 1% at local bank. But you need to know those numbers. So you need to know how much you have dollar amounts and you need to know the interest rate. Then six, you need to know your credit score. You should check your credit score at least three or four times a year. I've had a past episode talking about credit score and not too many people seem to be interested in it, but it's an important number to know. And your credit score can range from 300 to 850 that represent your credit worthiness. In other words, your credit score is a representation of how responsible you are with credit and is used by lenders to assess the level of risk associated with extending you new credit. If you have a credit score of 300, you're not going to get new credit. And if you have a credit score of 850, you're not going to have any problem getting new credit. My credit score is 818, so I know my credit score. Interest rate on my mortgage is uh, four and a quarter, somewhere around there. I'm not refinancing it because it's almost paid off and it's going to be paid off in the next two or three months. So why go to the trouble? Seven, net worth. What? What is your net worth? Do you know how much you're really worth? How do you figure it? Net worth is the total of all your assets less everybody you owe equals net worth. Reduce debt, increase wealth. What's the name of this podcast? That's why I named it that way. If you reduce your debt, you're going to increase your wealth. If you increase your investments, you're going to increase your wealth. One is related to other. Do you know what that is? Do you have an idea? Now, when we're figuring net worth, we want to look at the fair market value of your assets. So your house could be worth more than what you paid for it. Your car is going to be worth less than what you paid for it. Unless you have collectibles that go up in value, and then they may not go up in value based on the market. I don't know what the market's doing now as far as collectibles, but I'm going to think since we have a higher rate of unemployment, it may not be doing as good. And number eight, how many years to desired retirement? Finally, another critical financial number you need to know is approximately how many years you have until your desired retirement age. This number is important so you know how many years you have to save and as a result, can plan for how much you need to save to be able to retire at your desired age. So if you're planning to retire at 50 and you're 40, you better have a million dollars in the bank already. 
and you may probably have three to five million in the next 10 years. That's just a guess off the top of my head. But the earlier you retire, the more you're going to need, if this makes sense. Well, you can take your Social Security as early as age 62, full retirement age and more money in Social Security isn't until at least 66, depending on when you were born. And that's what mine is, 66. Furthermore, retirement accounts typically have a minimum age requirement before you can access the funds without a penalty. An IRA is age 59 and a half for assessing, assessing earning. And the moral of the story, a large portion of Americans have no idea where they stand financially and as a result won't be able to make any progress even if they wanted to. Those with debt and other issues may be tempted to ignore the problem, but financial out of sight, out of mind isn't the way to go if you want things to change. An important step in getting control of finances is to know where you stand. At critical personal financial numbers you need to know discussed in this article give you a snapshot of where you are so you can make a plan for where you want to go and track your progress along the way. It's important to know your after-tax income, monthly expense, debts, savings, savings rate, interest rate, credit score, net worth, and years to desired retirement. No matter where you're starting from, you can always improve your financial situation. Remember the eight critical personal finance numbers you need to know to take control of your finances. So let's reflect on that. If you don't know what your net income is, you don't know what your expenses are, you're living paycheck to paycheck. You get paid on Friday. You have bills piled up at home. You pay the ones you can pay. You wait to the next paycheck. And you keep doing that over and over and over. Now, you may know that rent's due the first of the month or your mortgage is due the first of the month. You may know your car payment's due the 12th of the month. And you may know that every once in a while you got to pay a credit card. How's that helping you? If you're always using your money to pay your bills and if you're paying credit cards, that means you're repaying previous items you purchased in the past. You're not going to get ahead. If you know what your income is, if you know all your expenses, if you know how much is going out, you can plan ahead and you can have money so you can pay those bills on time. That's one of the early steps you got to start doing. Once you get on time payment and you get in that cycle, it starts to get a little bit easier because now you're not catching up on trying to pay stuff. You're just staying on time. And then eventually you'll say, oh, I paid all my bills and I got $100. Well, instead of going out and spending it on something you don't need, like going out to dinner, if it's not a reason to go out to dinner, like an anniversary, birthday, or something, then don't spend it. 
put it in a savings account, and it's called an emergency fund. Now I'm going to go into the second article, the personal finance number that matters the most. He's got just down to one number that matters the most. You need to know those other numbers in order to get to this number. This is from the simpledollar.com by Trent Ham, founder of the Simple Dollar. And the only reason I'm relating to this article is because I kind of liked it and it makes a lot of sense. Personal finance is a numbers game. As much as I like to vouch for the personal part of personal finance, it's only half the story. Finance is part of the phrase too. In the end, you're still looking at the dollars and cents on your paycheck, on your income tax form, on your investments, in your retirement accounts, and so on. The most important thing is spend less than what you earn. That's simple rule number one. And this is the gentleman that wrote the simple rules of personal finances. How much you make, how much you spend, that gap. And your goal is to make the gap as big as you can. What am I talking about? You spend less than what you earn. How much do you make? How much are you going to spend? What's your net income? What's your budget amount? What's your, what's your fixed expenses? What's your variable expenses? What's your debt? And what's your balance? The balance is this gap. The bigger the gap, that means the more money you can save. And the more money you save, the better off you're going to be. Because step one in building wealth increase in your net worth is to save money to get money invested in the long term earn more one get educated two more income streams three start a side business or as nowadays they call that a side hustle four move towards your passions five don't burn bridges and six keep in touch so if you're interested in a certain area that you would like to find yourself working in, you need to educate yourself on what it's all about and what you have to do. Then you create more income streams, maybe having a part-time job, working a main job. If that doesn't provide enough income, then work a part-time job. If it's something that you're doing on a regular basis and you can do it as a side hustle on your own, on the side, on your days off, maybe one day, you can make more money. You can increase your income. When you increase your income, that gap could get a little bit bigger. Don't burn bridges. Don't upset your former bosses. If you're working a job and you want to leave, don't upset them. Don't let them get mad at you. Leave on a good note because you never know you might have to go back. You never know that former employer may refer a customer to you and keep in touch. Just call them every once in a while and see, you know, tell them how you're doing and let them know you're still out there and maybe they'll refer you some business. Then live frugal and maximize every dollar. Habits of all kinds are dangerous. 
because one, they're dangerous to your health and they may be dangerous to your wallet. The 10 second rule, hold it for 10 seconds and think of why you really need it. If you can't think of at least two or three reasons why you really need it, don't buy it. And four, don't make yourself miserable. In other words, don't scrimp so much that you're not happy. You need to still buy the basics and you don't cut back so much where you're buying inferior products, but buy quality products, especially food and clothing. Don't forget the big picture. What's the big picture? You're trying to get out of debt or you're trying to save more money for retirement or you're trying to save money for your college, your children's college education. Whatever your goals are, don't forget that. Manage money. How you manage money? Well, the first thing you do is pay off all your high interest debt, which are credit cards. Build an emergency fund. Max out retirement at work if you have a 401k at work. Put the maximum in that your employer is going to match. College savings. Pay off all debts. Invest low-cost, broad-based, and death. I don't really agree to that. Earnings up, spending down, big gap. Big deal. That's how you manage money. And that's how you get ahead in life. And that's how you improve your life. Control your own destiny. Not about being rich. All about freedom. Follow your passions and dreams. Do whatever makes you happy. No regrets or worries. So if you can do whatever makes you happy and you don't have a whole lot of debt, that allows you to do whatever makes you happy because you're not bogged down. You're not locked into, I can't change jobs because I got too much debt. I got a car payment. I got two car payments. I got a house payment. I got five credit cards. I can't just quit my job. I got to make all these payments. I'll never make it. You're not financially free if that's the case. Financial freedom is you can quit whatever you don't like you're doing and move on to something you may like, even if it means taking a pay cut, even if it means going without income for a while. You're still able to do it because you're not tied down to a mountain of debt. And you can find that in my show notes also. That's the end of another episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you'd like to share this episode with your friends, please do so. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to talk about in future episodes. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I am more than glad to respond. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon. 